Welcome to episode 126 of the Love Behind Game Club. This week we play Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. Let's get right into it. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. To the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCord, and I have three friends with me here today. Your first friend, his name is Michael Ruffalo. I'm excited to talk about a very XCOM-ish type game. I forgot to call you a friend, but there we are. My That's second okay. friend, his name is Momertati. <laughs> That's my impression of this game. <laughs> uh, that was a wonderful impression of Rabbids that I followed up with another impression of a rabbit. Uh, we have a special guest today. He's our third friend. Uh, he is a filmmaker. Uh, he is the video editor of the Left Behind Game Club and an all-around great guy. It's Shane Chiasson. Welcome back to the show. Welcome. Hello, hello. The crowd goes wild. The crowd goes. Tell us about. Tell us about you. You you edit videos for the show, and we love you for that. Tell us more. Uh, <laughs> there's not too much more, but yeah, editing videos is fun. Uh, this one is going to be difficult to edit because there are four and the template I use is set up for three. Damn. I love how you, you're already thinking. You're like, who's getting the cut? Who's getting the cut? Is it me? Is it Mike? Can't be Definitely not going to be you, Shane. Oh, shucks. It's Jacob. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's me. Yeah. It's Uh, a, it's a hard, it's a hard one today because Mike has a better webcam. He does have a pretty nice one today. You know, are you standing? (laughs) I am standing. I've got that sit-stand desk, baby. We have a stander. This is how I stay awake when other people are talking. I don't want to stand. I'm not wearing pants. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, uh, you know who else doesn't wear pants? The Rabbids. Uh, That's true. Today we're talking about Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, uh, developed by Ubisoft Milan, published by Ubisoft, originally originally released on the 29th of August in 2017. Uh, Y'all, a first first call-up before we start... Uh, a big thank you to Ubisoft Canada for sending the codes uh, for this. Uh, very appreciative for that. Yes. Hashtag Ubisoft Canada Guild. We're doing a giveaway on our Twitter right now. So if you go and you're listening to this in the first couple days, go to our Twitter at Left Behind Club and you'll be able to potentially win a copy of the game for yourself. Thank you again, Ubisoft. Big props, Ubi. Thank you. Uh, we we're going to start the, the show as we start all our shows with our fast pitch. It is a one sentence pitch about the video game. Who wants to go first? I will go first. And I will describe this as a um, Euro-Japanese-style XCOM with a little bit of JRPG rolled into it. I like that. Uh, who wants to go next? I'll go next. Okay. Uh, I thought of this after I, I played the first battle, but Mario Final Fantasy Tactics for Children. <laughs> that's good Dang. that's good that's better than what i said yeah. it's especially since i want so bad for final fantasy tactics to come out on the switch and i don't even know if it has yet but i'm pretty sure it's it's not still but oh, i'm so excited that's a, like a game boy advance game to start yeah. right uh no it's fi- well final fantasy final fantasy Tactics was on playstation one and then it went to final fantasy tactics advance yeah i think so now Mo, it's on every console. You. i I think it would, for me it would be a turn-based war planner with chaos so in the form of Fluffy's. Wars. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess in terms of like if you don't need any kind of – if you don't want any kind of uh, – if you don't want to base it off any other thing, it would just be turn-based warfare. That's essentially what it is. With a Mario skin. Yes. With a nice, pleasant Mario skin and the polish of Nintendo. Yes. That's another Ooh, big yeah. thing you have to add in. Yes. It's crispy, uh, it's smooth. I feel like That's we're too getting, much we're getting, it's we're getting a little smooth. bit better. It's not a one-sentence really pitch, but you know we're getting there. Jacob, yeah. Jacob, how would you describe it? <sighs> Shane stole mine. I literally wrote Mario Rabbids Tactics Advance. Like that's Ooh, that's what I wrote. That's for clean. Mine, so. Yeah. Thank you. Sometimes sometimes I get there. Sometimes I make them up. Today I get prepared. Hold up, one second. None of you guys mentioned XCOM. How did that? You mentioned happen? XCOM. Yeah, but none of you guys mentioned XCOM because you, you already did. Hold up, but have you guys played XCOM? I just need to know before we get into this. I haven't played XCOM. I played two rounds, got killed, uninstalled. 
I played one on the iPad, and I played maybe ten hours of the second one. Like the second one being XCOM two, XCOM the two modern remake, or I think yes. like XCOM well. two, the old XCOM. I'm talking about the new XComs. I gotcha, played gotcha, both gotcha. of them. Okay, but that's a good, that's a good point to make. Yes. Okay, Shane. No, I've never played XCOM. Okay, that's mm-hmm. that explains. Uh-huh. It. Mike is yep. judging us all I'm by like our responses. You. He's looking no, at our no. eyes, our pupil no, levels. I can see. I can see. How are we? Mike, how is, are we ju- responding? Mike is judging. <laughs> There's no yeah. judgment, boys. I'm just trying to understand like your frame of reference and context coming into this. Cool. Because I think yeah. it informs how you discuss this, right? I'm, that's yeah. we're just trying to mm, provide okay. context to the listener. Okay, forgive me if I'm looking out for the listener here. Well, hey, let me <laughs> let me ask you that a follow up question then. You've talked about XCOM. Give us your personal history with this game. Did you play it before we did this podcast? And tell us about your personal history with like tactics games in general. Yes. So uh, I had not played this game before. I remember watching the E3 when this was announced. And I think even some of the, the leaks ahead of time. And thought, holy cow, this is weird. I think this was at the point where this might have been the first non-Nintendo uh, developed Mario game. And my head kind of like split a little bit. I was like, wow, I can't believe they're doing this. Um, And my experience with tactics style games, um, you know, played a bunch on the PlayStation, played a bunch on the N64, um, played very few after that, but uh, did really, really love XCOM. I remember uh, when the XCOM remake came out, I created squads and barracks of all of my friends and uh we would i would play and then at sam's the pizzeria that everyone would go to uh to grab beers in between classes i'd describe who let me down who was killed (laughs) and who is now taking their place um so that that was a very fond memory of mine and so i have a, a soft spot in my heart for these types of games that's the most mike ruffalo thing i've ever heard in my life okay well you know just staying on brand baby uh, for me, I I think the Rabbids just characters in general always stood out at like the $10 bins at like Walmart and like all those other places. And I've always seen commercials. I've seen ads. I've seen these little monsters just running around everywhere. But growing up like the PlayStation route, for some reason, I just dodged these little guys. So when we mentioned we were going to play it, I was all in. Jacob is showing us his Mario Rabbid figurine uh, or Amiibo, I guess. Um, a figurine figurine okay i I couldn't tell um that's the other thing that i think we should probably talk about what is your experience with the rabbits so we know mo has dodged the rabbits up until now probably forgets or mixes them up with the minions from despicable me um (laughs) jacob uh jacob what what's your take where have you been with the rabbits what's your history Okay, so I'll give you all three. So I bought this game basically when it came out because, again, I'm a moron. uh, Never Mm -hmm. played it. And then, you know, this opportunity came up and we're playing it. You know, that's my history with this game. I wouldn't say you you are a moron. I would say you have a problem. And (laughs) you take no steps to deal with that problem. And that is Uh buying games immediately and multiple copies of them uh, and not playing them. And we've tried to help solve that with this podcast, but... I feel like we're just enabling you. It's gotten worse. Yeah, Yeah. it's definitely enabling. He offers to give me games all the time. And I'm just like, no, no, I already have it. (laughs) I'm like, I have three. Do you want it? Uh, With Rabbids, I've played the Wii Party Games. uh, What is it? Raving Rabbids. It used to be called Rayman Raving Rabbids. I played both of those. And then I played on the Wii Travel in Time, which is actually like a fun, cool adventure game that they put out. Uh, so I've played quite a few Rabbids games, and XCOM I mentioned played the first, played the second. So I was ready for this. Yes, you were. Shame. I'm learning something new here because I actually thought this was the first Rabbids style game. I had no idea. This this is I was in the same boat as Mo. This was something that I kind of avoided. I was just like I'm not interested. When you guys asked me to play, I had no idea that it was going to be a tactic style game either. I had no clue. Wow. But I found it really enjoyable overall. So spoilers. Spoilers. Thank you, Mike. You know how you said it, it might have reminded me of the the minions. Yes, it got me thinking. It did remind me of something, but like it wasn't the minions. Do you remember Lemmings or whatever yes. that game? That's for some reason I associate both of them with the same thing. If we played this and you said it was Lemmings, I'd been like, oh, cool. This is the game I dodged my whole PlayStation wow. career. If you said it was Rabbids, it's the same thing. So I did confuse it with something. 
So I loved the Rabbids games on the Wii. I played a bunch of them, specifically the ones that Jacob was talking about, like, in time. And I thought they were incredibly well made. I thought the Rabbids were kind of funny. Um, and I thought they were, like, you know, I developed some affinity for it. I wouldn't say I'm a, I'm a fan of the Rabbids, but I like how flexible and stupid and crazy they can be. <laughs> or zany. Yeah. Yeah, I lied. I played Go Home too. That was the kind of weird adventure game where you like pushed a rabbit around in a cart and Travel in Time was also a party game. So, there you go. Um, these codes were given to us by Ubisoft, but did you guys play more docked or did you play more like on a TV? I only ever played it on my TV. So, I, w- I love this because Mike does the, this is the opposite of this because I <laughs> only play on like the... the, the, the console itself i'd never keep it docked i even i don't even think my dock is plugged in it's probably somewhere in like my storage somewhere you've got a switch light you don't even know it <laughs> yeah, pretty much yeah. <laughs> uh, i i split uh, go ahead shane oh sorry yeah i was gonna say i split too um i actually bought a wall mount for my switch so that it was easier for me to like pick it up and go as i was leaving um but yeah i have a projector and like a a screen like and yeah it's really fun it's like you're in a movie theater playing video games mm. yeah I, I played a 50 52 uh, no issues from what i saw with this game performance wise on either no. refreshing uh, i think we, we've had a couple uh games in sequence where there's always been some kind of issue this one was butter like every movement everything was menus there's no wait really everything was ready transitions were great i'm getting too mushy yeah it was a good game so far <laughs> who wants to set this one up like what is mario and rabbit's kingdom battle Okay, I will I will tackle it from a narrative perspective first. Yeah. So we're hit with this intro cinematic, and there is a seems like a kind of genius that is working on this augmented reality AR like vision thing, and through some twist and turn or another, um, it ends up scanning. Uh, is it a Mario figure in the background, and the rabbits come through time. Um, and end up scanning it and end up creating a mashup between the Mushroom Kingdom and the Rabbids and in their typical fashion, these zany little guys end up <laughs> um, causing havoc in the world. And instead of Bowser being the, the main villain, uh, you end up having a rogue uh, rabbit who ends up causing all this chaos without them really intending it. And uh, you and your your merry group of friends, along with a little vacuum Roomba cleaner, um, goes to... Beepo! um, (laughs) Go to try and put the Mushroom Kingdom back together and deal with the the zaniness that the Rabbids have unleashed. Is... Okay, is that little robot guy merch, or does he actually serve like a purpose in the lore, like or whatever, whatever the rabbits he, are doing? He, he, I think his purpose is to make the controls a little bit more confusing, because instead of piloting Mario, who is yeah. always your player one, you are actually pirate piloting a conga line of characters, and the Ooh. front is a little Roomba. And so whenever you're running somewhere and you're like, oh, I'm going to turn Mario. Nope. You're actually turning the Congo. Beepo. Beepo. Exactly. So that's that's how I think his, his little Beepo's role is. I, yes. I kind of found it confusing at first when I when I got in. I was like, oh, why are we controlling a vacuum cleaner? But I, I actually like it after a while. It was like really easy to navigate the map uh, once, you know, once you're playing for like 20 minutes. You're just climatized to the pain, I think. <laughs> yeah, Stockholm exactly. <laughs> I would agree, though. It did get better over time, and I did feel like I got much more fluid in my ability to to handle it. But it was a real mental shift to like have Mario always be P1, but not be controlling him. No, totally. And I, I think that like you end up getting a total of eight characters over time. Mario's always a leader, uh, but you end up starting with, I think, three characters. I think it was Rabid, Luigi, and Rabid Peach that you yes, start exactly. with alongside Mario. And then you gather characters like they're pretty sparingly uh, distributed through the game. Um, the game is a tactics game, though. So it's, it's, it's half tactics and half kind of like puzzle platformer. Is that kind of an accurate split of how it goes? Yeah, because not all of the... So you walk through this overworld 
and yep. you stumble across, I think, a series of battles. You're always flagged with these pirate flags at the beginning or the entrance of the battle. And as, once you step through, you get an idea of what that battle is. And sometimes it's, you know, destroy X number of rabbits or X number of types of rabbits. But other times it's just get to the end, right? Yep. Get in as few turns as possible, which they rank you on how many turns it takes you to complete the, the, the battle, um, get to the golden square at the end of all of the pipes. Um, and so it's not always about combat. It just happens to, you know, have a lot of combat. I don't know how y'all felt, but um, I thought there was some nice variety in the different battles you could do. But at the same time, I felt like sometimes the battles kind of repeated themselves. Where I'm like, hey, why is there like three battles here when this could be one of the battle and I could keep moving through this? Yeah, totally. I felt the same. Yeah, I was the same boat as uh, Jacob there. It's it, it got to the point where I was doing almost the same thing over and over, just with a different colored blob or another like permutation to make it tricky, like a chain guy in the middle or some kind of monster to fight against. It, it felt if it, this was your thing, like this is your type of game that you enjoy. I think there's enough complexity and like different characters you could choose, different weapon combinations, different ways to approach every battle. But if it's not, it kind of seems at face value. You're walking to an arena. There's six people. Get rid of them or get to the end, like Mike was saying. So. I agree with you guys that it felt like, honestly, I felt like this game was too long. I felt like yep. it was a bit long in the tooth. But when I took a step back and thought, okay, who is the primary audience for this game? You know, who is really, who are they designing this game for? I especially thought the beginning of this game was super slow and babied me way too much. And that was the key for me to realize that, you know, this isn't a game designed for 30-year-old men. Who are who are who have played tactics games before? This is you know my first tactics game, um, and they're really if you if you look at it, each of these battles progresses a little bit more than the than the one preceding it, and especially at the beginning, it's just a slight increase in difficulty. It's oh mm-hmm. now you're gonna have to learn how to use different elevations. Now you're gonna have to learn how to flank. Now you're gonna have to learn how to use your dash attacks in as well as your team jumps um and each time they add a little bit more um but i know i i could understand how to use those tactics right at the beginning without them teaching me and that's why it felt a little bit longer and that's why it felt like i didn't lose a battle or die or get anything less than gold until like world three i i was actually just gonna ask if anybody had died uh, because for me, the only character who ever died was Luigi, and it was uh, it was from those Smasher, Smasher guys, or I don't know what anybody is called in this game, but the, yeah. the ones who could smash you with the block. He died a couple of times there, and then uh, I actually just stopped using him after that. Um, I I switched him out. Luigi was probably my fourth like most used character, but I would switch him out with a rabid interchangeably depending on the the map. But yeah. I got to go go ahead Mo. Sorry. No, I was uh I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, well, on on that note chain, um I have to know, what was your ideal loadout, guys? Like who were your favorite party members to bring along with uh with double jump Mario? <laughs> uh well, for me, I would generally use you know, regular Mario, Rabid Mario, and then switch between Rabid Luigi or Rabid Peach. The those were my four go-tos. And then regular Luigi would come in occasionally, depending, because there were some long courses. Yeah. And, you know, he... Snipe. Yeah. But, I, yeah, he had, like, the lowest health. He Or, for me, at least. I don't know. He, he would die most frequently. And then... I think it might also be worthwhile for us to describe what, um, each, what, what type of roles or powers each of these characters have, too. So, you said Rabid Mario. He's got a big hammer. And when he runs through people, he does a lot of AOE damage. I think he's also a tank and just has a lot of health and sucks sucks stuff up. He also has the ability, it's like each character has two special abilities. Rabid Mario has the ability to draw other enemies towards him. It's like he sings a song and they all start running. And you can do some really interesting chain combos with that by setting other characters on like Overwatch and pulling people in and you you can take more people out uh without waiting for their turn to move um what other characters did you use shane 
Uh, yeah, m- mostly just the the three rabbits. I didn't I didn't use Yoshi at all. <laughs> um, oh, I I got him and then I used him like maybe once and then I just kind of switched back to my my default because I didn't find this game super challenging and so there wasn't a lot of like motivation for me to switch frequently mm. and I had already learned how to use the you know characters that you started with and I just kind of stuck with that. I tested him out. I love Yoshi. I wish we would have got him first. I like Yoshi too. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think you n- nailed it too. Like that early on too, you get a bunch of different weapons for your characters, and you have to kind of like go through to check to see what this thing does. But to me, I just looked at like damage and like special effect, yeah. and I just and whichever one kind of looked cool at the end of the day because I, f- I didn't find the difficulty like that crazy initially. So I stuck with what I had set, and I didn't really play around with combos. One because this is not like my type of game in general. But I all, I didn't want to even go through like the different like styles. I think people would enjoy that if this is their game, like strategy, like changing up the different weapon loads or characters. So um, and I had a similar loadout as uh, Shane with uh, Rabid Peach, uh, Mario, and Ra- Rabid Luigi. Early on, I took it because it wasn't that difficult. I said I'm going to try all these different special effects and see which ones I like the best. Mm. Then it made me realize uh, Rabid Luigi is the most OP character in this whole game. It's just the single best character with the vampire ability. I think vampire mm-hmm. ability is unreal. So if, you know, I, I think we still need to go through our list of all the different characters, but I'll do a quick walkthrough. Please feel free to fill in any gaps of the different types of like special effects. And so one of the effects is push where when you hit someone, it has them spin, like roll back potentially out of the map uh, potentially into some other characters there's bounce which has them just bouncing yep. yep um there's honey which makes them stick and they can't move on their next turn my fave it's so my fave. Fave. I, I love honey honey is good it. stone which is even better which uh prevents couldn't them get that from, one. Oh, stone prevents them from attacking it's one of the reasons why yoshi oh. is so good stopping a turn gotcha that's it, that's pretty intense yeah and and it, you a lot of them are AOE too. Like Yoshi's got this grenade that's AOE stone. And if you upgrade it all the way, it's like, okay, you basically negate one of their turns. Um, there's vampire, which once you hit someone, it draws some of their health and heals you. Um, and there's ink, steal. there's fire ink. and there's ice as well. What ink? did the ice which, blocks do? I didn't really like ice. I, I only ended up using once or twice. Ink actually just made it so that you couldn't attack. Yeah. Uh, which was one that I used all the time. Honey and Ink were the two that I, Honey Ink Bounce were the ones I always went to. Those are my go tos. Fire just like made them burn. And what's cool mm-hmm. is if someone burned and they ran next they to ra- someone that burned, they burned that character. Could also burn your characters if you're too close to it. Yeah, it was the loss of control with the fire. I didn't like because you never mm-hmm. knew. Even like I, yep. I did. I was too close to someone. I think with the Mario, sorry, the Rabid Luigi, and then I got burned too. And I started running, and I was like, oh, I just messed everything up. I don't know what like I don't know where he's gonna stop. And then so if the, if oh, ink sorry. prevents an attack, then ice prevents the special powers to be used. Oh, right? oh okay. They they are like either ends of the coin. Um. So I think those are the the high level different types of effects that you can have on your weapons. Um, it seems like you guys all really loved honey, but I mean I liked it. I thought it was good. It was out of the two, that's the one that I picked for Mario because you always needed to have a Mario power. Um, but I thought vampirism was hands down the most OP ability. Uh, going back to characters, I ended up using almost everyone like pretty like in rotation except for rabid mario for some reason like didn't upgrade him like i kept him unupgraded and i just basically used everybody else for me early in the game my crutch was always bringing in rabid peach because i'm like i need a heal ability so like i have to bring rabid peach into everything quickly learning that like peach has her jump heal but i would say for most of the game i had rabid peach in my inventory in my like party system and then i'd flip in luigi because his hero site with mario's hero site them together like when you tripled his and doubled mario's on a first turn you could cause some chaos with your third character and get five free shots in which was like unreal i love doing that with the bounce ability so you put them both on overwatch you take a shot with bounce ability and when they're bouncing in the air then your overwatch 
uh, attacks and basically takes them out in one turn. Mm-hmm. I had some very good turn ones by by doing that. This is shocking that we're talking about like crazy strategy in a Mario like based game. <laughs> yeah. Like usually it's always like simple, buttery smooth. Get to the end. Wahoo! Here's your coin. Look, you survived. You saved Peach. Like and here's a little trophy with Bowser like crying. Whereas now it's like just triple jump on the first round and you have to make sure the third like it's a little weird Mario with guns. Yeah. Mo, what were what were the characters that you brought along most often? Who is if you were to pick three people to bring into a battle, knowing Mario has to be one of them, who would they be? Uh Mario, Luigi, and Rabbit Peach. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought Rabbit Very Peach vanilla. was good because of I think she also has vampirism in, in her weapon. I'm not one hundred percent sure. Um my my three were Mario, Luigi, and Rabbit Luigi. Because <clears throat> Mario and Luigi the, Luigi's only downfall, you know, he is the better of the two brothers, but the only thing that makes him a little bit weaker is he has less health. So you really do need to keep him at bay a little bit. Um, because he can hit people some from so far away. And I just thought the combo of his uh, his Overwatch as well as his little ink machine, or at least for me it was ink primarily, um, where he sends a little drone out to attack people yeah, great. over the course of many turns. Such a good power. And then once you've upgraded um, Rabid Luigi to a high level, he can basically kill people in one dash attack and heal himself all the way back up. He is he is such a strong strong character once you've also like given them the ability to tackle multiple people in one turn man one thing that'd be good to see would is like some crazy combos online of people clearing rounds in like two two rounds or clearing levels in like two rounds and stuff guaranteed that's there i haven't looked but that's probably my uh my homework exam or test for after this my character go-tos and again i want to credit uh matter of michael on twitter and i am link hs on twitter for their questions that we've kind of been talking around here um but i would usually do obviously mario and then i'd flip between rabid luigi and luigi and then rabid peach and peach i'd always have a healer and then i'd take in luigi when i wanted someone like far away to keep back to snipe people uh and then when i wanted to get in close i would use rabid luigi so those were kind of my go-tos shane were those your go-tos uh i i feel like i used Mario, Rabid Peach, and uh, Rabid Luigi the most, probably, or Rabid Mario. I I'm more of just kind of get in and like do as much damage as possible, and I don't really worry about health or healing. Did you guys get that pop up occasionally that would say, "Do you want full health and fifty percent bonus?" Yes. I I didn't realize that that was probably for like inexperience i i just clicked it sometimes and it was it was really nice it made smashing things a lot a lot more fun did that only pop up if you sucked yeah it only popped up if you had failed the battle once okay i've gotten it once oh really i thought it came up regardless oh really yeah Yeah, no i because i didn't lose a single battle like the only person who ever died was luigi and i i saw that because yeah i'm thinking in metal gear solid 5 like after you lose the, the mission a couple of times you get the chicken hat but no, this would just pop up, and I was doing great. And Damn! So Wait, I, you mean to tell me you didn't lose a single battle, not once, the whole way through? I yeah, I didn't lose a single battle. Jesus! Come on! We got a prodigy. Come on! <laughs> I probably lost someone collectively t- twenty battles, probably over the <laughs> over the whole game. That's uh, cool. I had to use the extra health only for the last battle because I was very much at the end. Like, this is great. I don't need to punish myself here. I've experienced this game. I just want to see the end. Let's use this. On was the there last like one. an easy mode or something? I guess I think, that was oh, kind of the was. easy mode. I because I don't remember selecting like a, a play mode or anything. Maybe, maybe I was on easy mode. I don't know if there was a difficulty setting. There might have been. I don't remember huh. one at all. Um, I definitely lost a bunch of battles. Um, but I also so I intentionally tanked some battles when one of my characters died because I was going for that gold all the time. Yeah. Um, and I accidentally once uh, on a boss battle took the extra health and in uh, the 50%, I was like, ah, whatever. My Maybe they just offered it. Like, the more you took it, the more they offered it. <laughs> uh, honestly, like, the um, that mechanic is like, hey, depending on how many turns you do this in and if you lose any of your party members... 
uh, in with within a world. So let's say in a world there's ten levels. So let's say we're on the fourth world. You're on four one. In the four one section, if there's two battles and you end up doing perfect, you'll get more coins. If you do good or great, you get less coins. And those coins let you buy uh, guns, both primary and then secondary weapons. Uh, I love the designs on some of those weapons. They got like super yeah. wacky. I love. What was your favorite Mario. weapon? Different different hammers. The, the 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 hammers from Mario I thought were a ton of fun. Because I love just smashing people with a giant like piranha piranha plant or bullet bill hammer. Yeah, Shane. I don't think there was like one that comes to mind where I'm like, oh yeah, I remember the blue or purple. Like I just thought they were all a lot of fun. Like I had a drone for Luigi that had like a pylon on it, and I was like, oh, this cute. But there isn't one that I'm like, man, I remember that. They were just all good and there's a lot I really like yeah i really like the pixel art ones like where you'd shoot and it would be like lego blocks or whatever and it bothered me when i had to switch out of that and then all the artwork changed and i was like oh because <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't have my pixelation and the even the sound effects were warped for it too like it was like 8-bit distortion and stuff yeah i really, I really like that uh there was you know we've talked a little bit about enemy design um, but were there any specific rabbits? So, you know, Spawny in the game, Spawny's ability was let's combine an object and a rabbit or two like humanoid things together and make a new thing. So there were some pretty like unique combinations. Uh, my favorite were the Wario and uh, Waluigi versions of rabbits. Cause I, I thought those were so good. So good. Wasn't expecting so it. I'm good. like, oh, it's the boys. I thought those were so good. Um, I. <laughs> The the one that I think of that I hated the most was the ghost and rabbit combo, who would just teleport all over the place. And my, the, my only saving grace was having Mario and Luigi in like Overwatch mode, so the second they moved, they could get shots taken at them. I gotta ask. This is kind of off. What is a rabbit? <laughs> I think it's a cartoonish rabbit. Rabbit. That yes. Yeah, I mean, in the same way that, like, what's Rayman? Uh, I don't know. They you just know seem I mean? like to be a, there's a, there's only what's one Rayman, Clorox? but there's there's tons of these rabbits. And uh, what's their like b- like background? Ask like, how did they pop up? Are they just crazy wild rabbits that have some personality, or do they like? We need to ask from Michelle another? Ancel. Uh, good. Uh, yeah. So Michel Ancel uh, is from Ubisoft. He created the game Rayman, the series Rayman. Um, within that universe in, I think like the late two thousands, he ended up creating this spinoff series called the raving rabbits. And to start, I believe they were more like zombie ish or they were scarier looking than they are now. They very much got, cause they're making a rabbits movie. And so they're minionizing these things for sure. Uh, but they started scary, Michel Ancel, Rayman, and now we've got the commercialized rabbits as you know them today. Mm-hmm. So the answer is, mother cartoon characters. Crazy wild cartoon characters. Exactly. With wild ah! sass. Gotcha. Yeah. Very you, sassy. You nailed the impression earlier, too. So oh, thanks. You I've know. been practicing. I've been practicing for weeks. That's cool. Since you said we're recording, I said, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that again for the, for the video? <laughs> Mario. <laughs> it's Mario time. I'm still shook that Shane didn't lose a single battle. Holy I, cow. I got close in the Donkey Kong one. Oh, like, I didn't play any of the Donkey Kong stuff. Oh, no, seriously? neither did I. No, there, yeah, no, there it was, was unlocked, but I didn't play any of it. The DLC? Yeah. Oh, okay. Tell us about it. Uh, no, in the at the end of... Was yes, it the first or the second The first or the second world, I, like, Rabid Kong... Oh, I get what you're saying. Sorry, I'm calling him Donkey Kong, but it was it was the Rabid Kong, the boss. Yep, yep, like the first boss. Yeah, um, but there is DLC like, to this game. Uh, I think it's called Donkey Kong Adventure. Yeah, and it's another whole world. Oh, seriously? Um, you guys yeah. made me think that I I had just a completely different game experience. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no way. <laughs> you're, you're, you're playing Luigi's Mansion. Was or I playing the wrong game? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was like actually Luigi's Mansion. We haven't <laughs> talked about ghosts once. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I really like that boss, though. Um, I I ended up beating it pretty quick, but I I don't remember what happened, but I had Luigi, and he just 
dies immediately <laughs> whenever I play with him because I I always just let him get close. Like I wasn't doing any strategy or anything at the beginning. Um, I was just trying to deal damage, and yeah, I I almost died there. But then I but then I had Mario left, and he just killed him, and everybody came back to life, and everybody was happy, and we won. <laughs> um, what was everyone's strategy? So like Shane was talking about his. Mine was always like take down one enemy at a time that outside people clean them up and then go for like if there was a big target generally that's how i approached everyone did you guys just like and i also tried to always stay as far as possible but have like a line of sight to a shot and as much as i could prevent a potential move to a to a like a shot if that made sense like if i could yep. see those guys can get to a certain location i knew they were gonna go there so i would it's like I'm, I'm almost thinking of what their next step is and taking trying to take advantage of it I would say my strategy in a lot of cases was use the dash or the ability to like hit them yeah. as much as possible. I tried to min max knowing like roughly what someone's like run into them damage was. So that way I was not wasting a hundred damage shot on someone who had 40 health. Um, and I also tried to get high ground as much as I could. And in doing that, I use the pipes a lot yeah. as like really quick transport around and the like, bounce your teammate as into the high ground for that for that shot um i never something that i realized at the end that i probably should have done more of which was take shots at enemies that i knew i had a zero percent chance of hitting to destroy the um destroy the cover that they're in Mm. so that way my other characters had a free shot at them and that was just small brain you know i didn't figure that out until later no, I had a similar moment except with the actual, like, what cover I wanted to use. Because it's fair to say there are two levels of cover. And uh, unlike an XCOM game, uh, where they will give you precise percentages of, like, there's a lot of under the hood that's saying, like, cool, this is a 82% shot, a 41% shot. Here it's either 0%, 50% shot, or a 100% shot. And really that came down to how much cover you were behind. If you were out of reach or behind a full cover, 0% half cover 50% or if you were just out in the open the shot was like going to hit 100%. What I ended up shifting to in the end of the game is instead of going behind like a full tall brick cover that had the possibility of being destroyed, I usually went behind an indestructible 50% cover so that like sure I'll have 50% chance of getting hit, but that cover is not going to break exposing me fully. I yeah, I didn't I didn't do any of that stuff. Like I would try and like hide behind cover when when I could, and otherwise, I just wanted to get the most damage at a, as po- as humanly How? possible. You, uh, you you didn't lose a single battle, and we're like, yeah. So like, we're optimizing to make sure we take the least amount of damage and take people I, with the most. I You're just like, got them. I stayed in the open and I killed them all. <laughs> no, I didn't stay in the open. <laughs> But like I didn't, I didn't like think about think about it like that. I always thought about like how to get close enough to hit people, and also <laughs> like make sure that the uh, the secondary moves would hit them if they moved. Uh-huh. Um, but right, right from as soon as it was possible, I got the like the secondary dashes, and I would just make sure I was I I would take out like multiple people in in the same turn by just I getting lucky. My my one guy would uh, rabid Luigi. He would burn everybody like all the time i, With his I got crits i i feel like i i definitely didn't cheat but i feel like there were cheats turned on my game or something because i crit so much i i would always get those bonus like moves and stuff everybody would get honeyed every turn and everything and i was just like wow this is really easy i just picture shane like uh neo style just stopping the honey bullets i don't know what kind of life hack he has but no dying is kind of cool yeah except for luigi that's Luigi's shtick. He likes to die. He, or just get kidnapped he died or... almost every single time I had him in, but probably because I wasn't trying to save him necessarily, but he, he played a good role. I want to bring in a question from the Discord. This comes from M Prime on the Discord. Uh, they ask, would you want a sequel or is this more of a one-and-done deal for you? I bring that up because there is a sequel to this game coming out uh, next year called Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Uh, are you guys going to play the sequel? I would, I will totally. I love these, as far as I call them, XCOM style games. The only, the only difference here is there's no permanence when, uh, when, when Luigi dies. <laughs> I'm, I'm fifty fifty. I like 
not a huge fan of this type of game, like turn-based like RPGs like this. Um, but it's a very good pick up and play game, especially for like traveling and commuting. Each like small micro level is 10 minutes, maybe 15 if you're like really going through it. Uh, and some of them obviously longer, but it's very, you pick up and play, you point and click, choose your attack, choose your cover. There's nothing to remember again when you come to pick it up. Like, oh, how, what's the jump dash? Exactly. There's no hard mechanic. And that's why I think that. Uh, they, they nailed it this way it's very simple it's clean easy to pick up and play but it is like complex enough where you don't think hey this is just like a kid's game there's still like levels you can dive really deep into this so in terms of like a sequel if they just start with base level like this game they already have like a pretty good base and they're obviously gonna like crank it up to something else and add some new mechanics that's gonna make it better and it's already a good game I don't so, even yeah, need maybe. it to be more difficult. I would just love more characters. Yeah, more effects, that's what they'll do, right? Like it's a sequel. So more special moves to do. Um, I'd, I'd love just a little bit more added complexity, even if it's the same level of difficulty. Yeah, I, I would want like a quarter less in length with like two more worlds so that there's a little more variety and I know that I'm asking for more density. I think they'll get there. Uh, I'm definitely curious and we'll, we'll pick this up. I don't know, Shane, if you feel the same way or not. Yeah, actually, Jacob, I feel that almost the same way as like you and Mike. I, I want more like character depth and complexity there so that there's more incentive for me to switch around the characters and like try them out and I don't know, maybe even like give them more story or maybe have some more like unlockable hidden characters that uh, you could like do side quests for. Um, and then also, yeah, I, I think unless I was on some hidden easy mode, <laughs> uh, it would be nice if it was a little more challenging uh, because, uh, yeah, when I compare this game to like Final Fantasy Tactics, I save locked myself on that game so many times over the years. And I just I haven't beat Final Fantasy Tactics because of that, because I just it's yeah, it doesn't Shane, need to be that complicated. But how often did you take the extra health? I pr- I probably took it like. Every other time, maybe ah, maybe every oh. time. Ah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I thought I thought that was just like how you started the level. Damn, <laughs> like, press dude. Y to go. No wonder. You know how many? <laughs> like, oh man, no wonder. I was sitting here thinking, like, you know, you know that GIF where like the woman's doing calculus and she's trying to figure out how they like what is going on, <laughs> right? Like that's when Shane's like didn't die a single time, like didn't lose a single battle. I was like, what the hell is going on? How did I didn't this get it happen? every time though, but it, it was just like weird yeah, every how frequently other it popped up because I. Yeah, because the real difficulty—the real difficulty—is once you exit battle one of like world two or whatever, and you go into battle two, you then have to deal with the consequences of the less health that you had from the, from your battle in one, right? So you're you're essentially topping up into each battle mm. or into every other battle. You didn't that's, have to go through a whole world with one one round of health. There yeah. were definitely some second battles I played that I had dead Luigi with me, but I, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely maybe, took that health quite a bit. Yeah, maybe it's prompted up once you drop below a certain health, where it's like, hey, this next battle coming up, you, it like needs fifty oh, percent health. Yeah, maybe that's so. It. If you were low because you weren't like blocking yourself behind barriers, you're just taking shots in the face. Maybe now the <laughs> game is like, hey, this guy keeps dying. Here's this like health. It was thing. just Luigi, but yeah, maybe that's it. Hanging out at my apartment, that make, that taking makes shots in the face. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I didn't mention this, but I love Fire Emblem and Advance Wars. So, like, this game is probably made for me, too. Those are two other games. I know they're a little different, but, like, same genre of tactics games. You know, I can't play Advance Wars anymore now that I know the AI will do the same thing every time. Really? Yes. It, it will do the same thing every time. It doesn't adapt to you. It just plays out its its set instructions. Hmm. So I appreciated that the rabbits would do different things based on what I did. Might have ruined it for me now. Well, that remake's coming out, and I want to play it. So they'll probably have some kind of intelligent AI. Maybe they'll update the AI. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask another question from M Prime from the Discord. Are there any other IP you would think would be fun in this format, including the rabbits? Such a good question. Yeah, very good. That's such a good question. I think a um, like a Marvel or DC like superhero XCOM style tactics game would be really cool because each of them have their own, you know, power that you'd be able to lean on to do interesting things. Obviously some heroes are a little OP, but, uh, but by and large, I think you could have a really cool roster of characters to pick from. Would Marvel ultimate Alliance fit the same? 
yeah. close, right? I, that's, yeah, that's I love what I was that game. Yeah. I grew up like high school playing out with my friends. Like that was, I literally have vivid memories of like hanging with the buddies. Everyone, I picked like Wolverine. Someone would pick Spider Man. We're taking on. Oh man. Um, to, to answer the question though, uh, Jacob, for me, I think it's be, it would be something I enjoy. So, uh, Lord of the Rings would be incredible. Yeah. Tons of characters. Uh, Naruto would be incredible. Tons of characters. Dragon Ball Z. Kamehameha oh. from the top cliff onto a, a blocking <laughs> building. That thing's gone. Like, Spirit Bomb? Are you kidding me? Dunking it on someone? That'd be like, amazing. We're, we're, we're getting into some crazy powerful I hope, stuff. I hope somebody at Ubisoft watches this and... Uh... <laughs> makes that Dragon Ball Z game. I want it Ooh. now. I'll pay. I'll pay Humor. for it. Yeah, that would be amazing. I I loved. You guys remember the game Freedom Force from back in the day? Um, no. Describe it. I'm thinking Freedom, Freedom Fighters. F- Freedom Force is the. I believe it's Irrational that made it, and it's a tactics game, but with superheroes made okay, up. Superheroes. I do know that one. Yeah. Uh, it was yes. Irrational that made that yes. one. Look at my memory go. I think it was a uh, Ken Levine game, too. I think that you're right. And there's a sequel. Uh, they have to take down the Third Reich in one of the games. Yes. There's like two of them. Uh, fantastic. I want Freedom Force Mario and Rabbit style game, but for the the um, anime My Hero Academia, that's what I want. Ooh. Yeah, Moe's, Moe's losing it. He loves it. These weebs are getting real excited. Yeah. Yeah, anytime we're talking about making this game into like an anime style game and i'm just like yeah let's do it anime games are bad can we get good anime games please exactly no more arena fighters maybe it's the source material it would be kind of cool to play this game (laughs) it'd be cool to play this game again too where it was like not made for children uh because like (laughs) it, it would be it would be nice to have uh like i don't know a little bit more complicated story maybe like a job system or something like that just like you're like give me some dark souls Final Fantasy Tactics had. <laughs> you just you just want a different game, I think. I, I, I think I do too. So I just want to play Final same Fantasy page. Tactics on the yeah. Switch. And this was close, and now I just want it even more. <laughs> I think uh, Star, uh, Star Wars might also be cool for this. Oh, yeah. yeah. In space, too? Yeah. Could be like fighting around asteroids and um, stuff. I could also just throw in one more out there. Mass Effect. Yeah. Yeah, you could have a real good mix because Mass Effect already has a roster of characters that you choose who your party is going to be, and they each have their own like play style. Mm-hmm. So I could see that fitting in really well to this. Well, when you said that, you know what I, I immediately went to. Do y'all remember that there's a Sonic Tactics game that was on DS developed by Bioware? I did know that. And yeah, I pushed that out of my memory until you you mentioned it. It's n- it's good. It's not bad. I think yeah, it's, it's a good. Sonic game. Are you gonna first? You're gonna smack anime, and then you're gonna yeah. come here and smack Sonic just, the Hedgehog. I, just, I like poking you in the spots that I know that are soft and squishy. They're soft. You're oh, you boy, boy. <laughs> Stop poking Jacob in his anime spot. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I like good anime, right? I like Samurai Champloo. I like uh, Cowboy I like Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. I like uh, you know Death Note. The first couple episodes yeah uh-huh. death note was know. so good first arc fantastic the beginning you know some of it not all of it some of it's real weird and not good um you know there's some good anime uh beck, brotherhood? i like beck a lot brotherhood's great mm-hmm. full, you mean full metal alchemist yeah that's it FMA. yes full metal yeah. Al- fma is great yep both versions brotherhood yeah. and fma you've named all the good art online that was good no i haven't first, first arc that's, that's yep. on the list yep. Okay, we've we've reached our threshold for anime. <laughs> the Left Behind uh, I, Manga Club. That's the next let's, one. Let's do it. Buy the domain right Whoa. now before somebody else does. <laughs> uh, I want to ask one question we haven't really covered, and it's about the puzzle sequences. I don't know if you found, like, obviously my biggest complaint of this game, a little too long. Uh, I felt maybe it could have been five hours less, but the puzzles I didn't love either. I thought they were kind of fun. I liked that they were pretty challenging, and it reminded me of playing Pokemon. So... Um, yeah, I'm, I was so down. They were the Pokemon style, like ice puzzles, where you have to slide around and make sure you're did, in the right spot. Did you guys get that uh, pop up for press Y to make the puzzles fifty percent easier? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, because I got them on the first try every time. Okay. No, I'm, just kidding. Not I'm just kidding. Hard. Yeah, they oh. they were they were pretty difficult. I definitely had to redo the, a lot of the puzzles uh, sometimes, like the. You know the like the blue shell that would like shoot you into the other world, and you had to get all the blue coins. I, I definitely had to repeat those a bunch of times. 
Um, also, the red coins sometimes. I'd also get distracted with the timers. <laughs> I'd like look at my phone for Save, a yeah. <laughs> Especially if you can't find one specific thing and you're like, I've been everywhere. Where? Like, and then you just yeah. turn the camera and it's behind you. It's like, damn. I was also annoyed at the beginning of the game how it kept saying, like, you haven't learned how to do this yet. And Same. Yeah, I like. And you're supposed to like go back after and like find a whole bunch of stuff, and I just I didn't. I had That's way too many coins at the end. I I was you know there were not enough weapons for me. There was not enough good reasons to go back. Yeah, exactly. you know if I had struggled and it was like you know what I'm gonna go back to get some more coins to buy this thing to unlock a new weapon that I know is like trapped in a chest back there. Yeah, I'd do it, but I just I never felt I needed to, which I guess is like you know good game design at the end of the day. If, you know, you're really designing this for, for my first tactics game. This reminds me, did any of you, there were like bonus levels. So I, I looked this up after, but there were bonus levels on each each world. Did, did you guys play any of those? I never so, really was one to go back in general. Uh, until so you level. didn't have to go back to like play them. You could have just found them, but they were hidden. They were hidden levels after the after the boss every round. Where were I, they I thought that you had to wait till the end, and then uh-huh. all four would because you got this lava power up at the right at the end of the game after you beat it, where you could like smash lava. And I thought that's how you got like four bonus levels that you could complete after you beat the final boss. Oh well, I, yeah, I was just asking because I I actually didn't know this until I I like read read afterwards. Um, just I was reading about like. Uh, the weapons that you could get. Apparently, there are golden weapons that help you fight mid bosses better. Um, oh, but yeah. It, so after you beat the boss in each level, there's like a a tenth hidden level, and you you get like bonus weapons and stuff. But mm. apparently, you can just go in. I was just wondering if any of you found them because I didn't. <laughs> well, that's no, I didn't. heads nod no in unison. No. Is anyone going to go back and play the DLC? Nope. I don't I've had my so. fill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Super I'm, good. I'm good. I'll play the second game, though, for sure. Mm-hmm. I need some time before I play the second game. You know, like, I, I feel like this hit the spot and then some. You know when you're hungry and you, t- you, bite, you take a bite of something and you're like, this is really good. And then your brain confuses how hungry you are with how much you want to eat. And you eat more than you are hungry. Yeah. Right? And you're just a little, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but you're like... I ate more than I needed to, and I don't feel as good as I did as when I ate less. Monkey mm-hmm. brain. Yeah, monkey brain. I had too, too many bites of this, and now I'm full. Exactly. And now I'm uncomfortable. That's yeah. this game. You're getting a little gassy. Yeah. Definitely fits with the rabbits. Yep. Well, don't worry. I'll poke that, that soft spot. We'll, we'll did you guys know who up. did the music here? Um, no. This is Kirkope. This is a Kirkope yes. joint. Yes, I saw that in the credits. I saw that in the credits. So lovely. Yep. Uh, for those who at home who are who maybe don't know who he is, very like famous, rare musician. He did the music for Donkey Kong sixty four, Banjo Kazooie, Goldeneye, Viva Pinata. You name it, he did that, it. That's a resume. Yeah, yeah, definitely is. I actually really like the music in this game. There were a couple of songs that were kind of annoying, and I just turned it down. But for the most part, excellent. he was a big. He was a the rare guy, I guess. Right? He did a yeah, lot of stuff he was. for rare. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys had anything else you wanted to share, but um, if not, we'll just go right into our final thoughts. Any other thoughts you want to share? Going once, going twice. Final thoughts. Who wants to jump in first? Uh, Shane first. started. Okay. Shane, I mean, I mean, Shane gave his final thoughts right at the beginning. <laughs> it was a good game. I liked it. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Shane. You know what? You can just lift what he said at the beginning, like right after you introduced him, right into the end here, and no one would know. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't believe we talked about it for 45 minutes after I said that. <laughs> Thought you spoiled it for sure. Um, why don't I just, why don't I go next? Because I'm usually the guy who's, who's waiting. Uh, I like this game a lot. Uh, I think beyond being maybe a little bit too long, um, I enjoyed it. I'm really glad I played it over like a very long period of time because it was super nice every night to just like, Pop it open for 20 minutes, play a couple levels, make it through, and very fun. Uh, if you want a, a fun clip that'll make you smile today, uh, if you go back to the original E3 2017 reveal of this game, uh, Miyamoto and Eve Gimo are on stage, and they're like fighting each other with the guns from the game in like big prop form, 
and uh, Miyamoto looks over to the uh, director of the game, David Solani, and like says how lovely it was to work with him on it, and the man almost like literally cries. Aww, it is it is sweet. a great moment. That's I would sweet. implore you to watch it. Fantastic. This game is great. I can't wait for the sequel. It was. I wanted to not like it because I don't like the type of like game this is, the turn-based like fighting game. But it was the, the audio was great, the visuals were great, the characters were familiar. Yeah, it was quirky and kind of aimed at like a ten-year-old with like the the dialogue and like the rabbits just going nuts all the time. It kind of did get old. Uh, but besides that, I can't really knock it for anything. The mechanics were well done. It was. It was more complex than I was expecting. I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but it had enough like complexity to make it a little bit interesting. Um, there was combat, so I'm in. I like it. Um, there were guns. But there were a lot of guns. They oh, were, there but were tons of guns. They were, but I, I think it, I wouldn't classify it as really a gun game. This is mostly like that tactical like shooting game. Whereas for me, I want to be in control, first person or third person, running around with that pistol. I don't want to be locked into like an arena and only be able to shoot. In like a quarter of a turn, kind of. You thing. want a first-person Mario shooter? I want it. I want it. Ooh, of uh, ooh, yeah. That'd be okay. <laughs> Interrupted that'd be Mo's good. Mo's idea there. Uh, yeah, no, that's <laughs> that'd be that'd be great, actually. Uh, anyways, no, but yeah, so I liked it. I enjoyed it. I would recommend it to anyone who likes uh, these style of games, um, the RPG turn-based fighters. Um, and to be honest, even if you don't, it's a nice pickup commuting game, or when you're walking around, like uh, if you need something to to play to kill time. While you're transiting, this is this is a good pickup. Yeah, I would echo really good game. I would actually recommend this to just about everyone because uh-huh. it's a really good first type of this game, right? If you have never played a game like this before, this is a good way to like learn it. It's incredibly well designed. They do really good things of like, oh, we're just going to put a little coin here in the corner so that way it lures you over and you find, oh, this is, oh, a little secret and it gives you a sense of surprise incredibly well designed very well polished i only had one area where i had like a lot of graphical hiccups that caused me to like reset the game um and i love how easy it was to just pick up and play a level or two did not feel like a huge commitment did not feel like i had to pay a ton of attention to it um so i could listen to a podcast while i played it um so yeah overall really really liked it would recommend it to just about everyone well, hey, those are our thoughts very succinctly about Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. Just a reminder, if you've made it this far, we are doing a giveaway in the first four days of release of this episode. So go to twitter.com slash leftbehindclub uh, and the pinned tweet uh, will be details about how you can win a copy of this game if you're interested. Shane, you are a guest here. Uh, it is your multiple time on this show. We are very happy to have you. Thank you for coming. If folks want to find you on the internet, where's the best place they can do that? Uh, I'm probably most active on Twitter at Chiasso, C-H-I-A-S-S-O-O, two O's. And uh, I post pictures of clouds on Instagram. <laughs> They're good pics. Same handle. <laughs> Very moody pics. Very moody. He's a moody mood boy who... And also I'm, I'm also on YouTube. I don't post there so often because uh, those kind of projects are very involved for me usually, but I post videos there sometimes. And uh, yeah, where can they find... One of you. Where <laughs> uh, is next? <laughs> well, you can find uh, me and Mike doing a video that you help produce. Uh, if they look well enough on YouTube, there's a short film where we do some funny stuff. But that's that's not neither Charmin here nor Ultra there. Charmin needs to say a secret. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, which one? And I, I like, rap oh. about toilet paper. It's a real thing. Uh, you can also find Shane in the Left Behind Game Club Discord. Uh, we have a great community there. Love talking about games, about deals, about movies and TV, about music. It's great. Uh, leftbehindgame.club slash discord is the way you get in there. It is available for everybody. Uh, come on in. You can find us on Twitter at Left Behind Club, on Instagram at Left Behind Game Club. And you can find me on the internet at Jacob McCourt on all major social media platforms, J-A-C-O-B-M-C-C-O-U-R-T. I host two other shows, Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast. Uh, that's seasonal. You can find that wherever podcasts are found. And I host video game trivia every Wednesday night around 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Jacob McCourt. I am it's done talking, I swear. It's great. Uh, these yeah, two video were on game it. trivia is Shane great. was on it, too. Everyone was on it. Don't I have Please a top come score? Watch. On you do have a top score. You both yeah. have top mm. scores. Oh, nice. Who's who's higher? <laughs> uh, Mike. I, I'll, I'll look it up while Mike tells you where he can, he, he can be found. In the we end. need you to have a showdown. Me. We need to have a showdown, I think, Jacob. Oh, me versus Mike. I'll beat you accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. 
You might, what you might intentionally beat me. It all depends on how hard the questions are that Jake throws at us. Um, that being said, you can find me in the Discord server. You can go to leftbehindgame.club or leftbehindgameclub.com. There's a big button. You can join the Discord right there. Um, you can find me at RufaloM on most social places online. And you can find me in the feed of this podcast on a lot of other episodes. So take a dive in. See if there's a game that you've enjoyed, that you want to play, um, that you are interested in, and uh, and share it with a friend. Would would really appreciate that. Mohammed, <laughs> you can find me at uh, <laughs> you can find me on almost all social media platforms at Emiratadi. I'm most active on uh, Instagram, but also on the Discord server. Um, Mike, what do we say to them? And that, my friends, is one less game with a superior Mario brother left behind. You son of a. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCord, and today I have three friends with with the the the, and I have three friends with me. I believe that whole thing. No, it was so good. (laughs) Come on, Porky, let's go. Hey, Hey, I'm Jacob McCord. I'm Katie Lasbrance, and I'm Travis Colnett. We are hosting a brand new podcast called Cutscenes. There are tons of video game podcasts and tons of TV film podcasts, but we're going to bring you the intersection of both and talk about video game movies and TV. I know what you're thinking. Aren't most of them not very good? Wrong. Some of them are fine. And we're going to tell you all about them. Make sure to subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. Follow us on Twitter at cutscenes underscore pod. And most importantly, give us a listen. Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast.